You should give it some more oomph. Some more... What? Oomph. You know, if you love the rough emotion of zero hours, you can learn how to write emotively and passionately for audio from its creators, Sarah Shackett, Gabriel Urbina, and Zach Valenti. You just said that louder and higher pitched. Yes. Uh... You try. You can fill out worksheets and solve audio challenges for your fiction podcast, helping it blossom from outline to fully realized audio story. Hmm. Maybe... Maybe you should help David instead. Oh, gosh dang it. It's okay. We can fix it. On the other hand. Oh god, we're doomed. Maybe you're better off in here. We can we can go over how to write for sound effects in the second unit. That sounds acceptable. You can check this all out and more at learn.fearofpublicshame.com. Okay, it's your turn. We have a coupon code. Use Radio Drama when you check out to get 15% off of your order. Great, and now we play that jingle. Jingle? Play the jingle? What are you attempting to do? The jingle isn't playing. It won't go. I do not understand. This, this is the bit where David gets quirky and fun and plays a song about Audio Fiction 101. David is outside, hitting a rift in reality with a frying pan. He appears too busy to come and sing a song. (laughs) Oh my god, cut to the outro. Something is really wrong. Audio Fiction 101. Now offering need-based scholarships. Find out more at learn.fearofpublicshame.com. Do not forget, use the code RADIODRAMA at checkout for 15% off your order. What is your fantasy life say about you as a person? What do you reveal when you get out pen, paper, and dice to make a character in a role-playing game? What does it say about your values, your priorities, the inmost wants of your secret heart? Yeah, damn, right? Like, that's super interesting, right? Well, good! Because this week, it's an audio drama set around a gaming table and the personalities that inhabit it. We're featuring the ordinary epic, right here on Radio Drama Revival. Hey friends, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. We had a leap day. Fabulous. Personally, I would like a leap decade to get back some of the years that have been shaved off of me. How about you? I've been listening to a lot of actual plays lately and thinking about Patreon and late capitalism and, to an extent, podcasting and how the economic precarity of our era has led to a lot of us monetizing our hobbies for other people's entertainment. It's not good, it's not bad, it just is. It's different. 
The Ordinary Epic, though, isn't an actual play. It's an audio drama. But if your path into audio fiction was through, say, Critical Role or The Adventure Zone, there's a sense in which this fiction show will feel familiar to you. This is a show about a role-playing group, and you come to know the players as well as you come to know their characters. For me personally, much of the appeal of The Adventure Zone is coming to know the McElroy family through their playstyle and their jokes, the parasocial enjoyability of spending time with the family having fun. But there's also this sense in which The Ordinary Epic is very much a departure from actual play shows. This is a fully scripted fiction drama. Real-life actors are playing the players, who are in turn playing their characters. It's like watching Inception, except I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never have fun. But imagine an actual play podcast where things outside the game world started to intrude, things got out of hand, maybe an argument even broke out. In most actual play podcasts, that'd be edited away. Here, the drama is preserved, it's part of the text, and it's enjoyable rather than the keen awkwardness you might feel if they left in all the interpersonal conflict in a real-life podcast. If you love the web series The Guild, you'll love this show. If you love any of the actual play podcasts we've featured on RDR, you'll love this show. If you loved the television show Community, guaranteed. This is a show for you. It shifts modes between the mundane, ordinary world of the players and the epic fantasy of their in-game characters, all while asking, why do we play games like this? What is their purpose? Each player has a different answer, and that's what makes this show so fascinating to me. I hope you like it as much as I do. We'll be featuring two episodes today, episode one, The Group, followed by episode two, The Dip. Man, I love The Dip. All right, here we go. Episode 1 of The Ordinary Epic. The Ordinary Epic contains depictions of fantasy violence, including combat, mortal harm, and bodily injury, as well as some cursing and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. The Ordinary Epic, Season 1, Episode 1, The Group. The expedition went as planned, friend, but with one happy exception. Where you sent us after copper, we found gold. Maybe I and my men were partial to the copper. Ah, but you'll like this particular gold better. Kalos. This is no trinket, as you thought, but a holy artifact from the gods' war days. Possibly before. Its purpose is unknown, but I detect that it still holds great power within. So what's your point? That it is worth, well, somewhat more than the modest bounty you originally offered. Is that so? Yeah, it is. Call off your troll, Merrick. Cack half orc! What? All not humans look same to you? No threat was implied, friend, of course. The lady has a gruff demeanor, but a heart of gold. Lady? How can you tell? Thack dance real pretty, that how, and can crush your fucking skull with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> More skulls take two hands. Stand down, boys. It's a curious thing, your band of misfits. Orc muscle, a pointy-eared sage... Actually, it's pronounced mage with an M sound, as in the marvelous magics that may maim or murder in a manner most meticulous. And a half-breed face man. Half-elf, if you would. Race is kind of difficult for you, huh? Well, thank you, at least, for not calling me thief like everyone else. I don't altogether enjoy this conversation, but we can bargain. I just need to know that your pet human won't be trouble later. Beg your pardon? The silent one in the raiment of a holy man. Uh, is that me? See anyone else wearing bedsheets? Are you an actual priest, or do you perhaps wear the robes for fun? 
Um... This trinket is sacred to your order or some such, isn't it? Am I gonna have cause to regret this trade later? I'm... Time out? So, I'm confused. Uh, what am I supposed to say to him? That you don't care? But maybe he does care. Do I? Think about what your character would say, Marcus, and just say that. This really isn't like most board games. New guy isn't even a gamer. Yet another nice find, Emo. Shut up, Dom. Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So, you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dom! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Oh my god, he does speak. I, what? N no, he doesn't. That is the absolute most I have ever heard Daniel say that wasn't in character as Merrick. <laughs> What is happening right now? He doesn't like to be the center of attention. Like this, right now. He hates this. This is his nightmare. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. So this is like improv. Thank you so much. Uh, one guy says, I like artichokes. So the other guy says, oh really? Well, too bad, I got the last one. And now you have a scene with conflict, which is good for some reason. I did an improv class with my old job one time. It was mostly about artichokes. Sure. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, wait, but... So the buyer says, or am I going to have cause to regret this trade later? There's no need for regrets, brother, because there is no trade. What? What? Great. This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The last man falls to Thak's towering blade. You survey the aftermath. Several bodies lie scattered around the now-empty tavern, though the buyer himself seems to have escaped. And with him, your chance of offloading the relic for a bounty. Well, uh, glad you took my advice to heart. This is why we don't like new players. The group is the group, and New Guy is a bad player. Don't call people names, douche canoe. New Guy is playing this game badly. We were supposed to sell the thingy to the guy, huh? Yes! No, I mean, not necessarily. Uh, we were actually, empirically. And off they go. If you want to destroy this man's agency, you're going to have to get through me, Dom. I'm small, but I'm scrappy, and I don't think that's pain you can handle. I don't even know where to start. He's playing improv games about artichokes while we're trying to finish this campaign. No, this is this a typical game night for you guys? Not at all. They usually argue more. Dominic likes things a certain way. And Emo's an agent of chaos. So there's bound to be a disagreement, or several. And I hope you don't take anything Dominic says personally, we like you and want you to stay. Cool. What's an emo? Emo? Her? Imogene? Her name is Imogene? Your name is Emo? There may or may not have been a goth phase in high school and the name's stuck. Tell anyone at work and I'll cut you, pretty boy. I'll cut you bad. Anyway, 
Dom, you have got to stop scaring away new friends just because okay. you don't like them. Learn something new every day. So you work together? Is, is that how you guys? Yeah, she's IT and I'm in sales. Uh, I'm kind of new to town and she's one of the few people who'll talk to me. Yesterday I said something about Lord of the Rings. She got kind of a manic look in her eyes and now I'm sitting in this basement surrounded by books and weird dice. It is a slippery slope. So what do you guys? This is my last year of pre-med. Oh, cool. Not really. I work from my house. Living the dream. It's a little lonely. Um, I hate my job too, if that helps. Thank you. It does. Emo, you really can just sleep with a guy. You don't have to bring all of them to game night first. Uh, oh, awkward. Benedict is not your box of band-aids or anyone else's. He's a real fictional person whose interests may sometimes be at cross purposes with yours, but that's what makes a good story. And besides which, but relevant. Look at those muscles, Dom. Look at them. He doesn't even work out. Did you know that? He doesn't even work out. Oh, uh, awkwarder. Oddly, I'm okay being objectified in this way. This is a highly complex game that he simply doesn't know how to play, and that is preventing us from playing it to the best of our considerable ability. Full stop. It's a story. Full stop. It is a story with points. You acquire tasks. You complete those tasks. You are awarded experience points. Once you have enough points, your character becomes more powerful, can attempt more difficult tasks, is awarded even more points. Oh, Dom, we love you. And we really, truly don't know why. Now the buyer, whose men we butchered and who rightly fled for his life, gave us a task. Please acquire this holy relic for me and I will pay you for it. We, the three of us, by the way, not him, acquired it. And then new guy joins the party and decides that we're not going to deliver the goods because that would be more fun. That's not more fun. That's a failed quest. Zero experience points. Not entirely true. The bodyguards were worth 15 experience each, so split four ways. <laughs> Kalis was supposed to level up this game. Point-wise, this was by far the lesser path. Then let's find a better one. How? After a day's journey along the winding road, you arrive at the Muscaton Abbey, a church devoted to the worship of Godwin and command post of Benedict's superior, Father Orin. Together you await his audience. This is not typically how we do things, brother. What do you mean? He means that we're not in the habit of simply handing over valuable things for no reward. Oh, but there is a reward. Yeah? It's knowing that you did the right thing. <laughs> okay, just my reward then. Oh, pretty boy. So pretty, not so smart. It's a matter of profit versus loss, Benedict. What do we gain by just handing this thing over? We know what we lose. A considerable bounty, provided we can find another buyer and resist somehow trying to murder him or her. Leverage against whomever the buyer represented should they return at some point for the peace or payback or both. Aye, that too. And... Lest we forget a trinket of unknown power that could prove useful to us when we have need, which we often do. Brother Benedict. Father Oren. Not two days departed on your pilgrimage, and already you're keeping company with murderers and thieves. Only sometimes and usually, but mostly only when they deserve it. If they not Thack, or friend of Thack, Thack, say they deserve it. It's like you always said, Father Oren. 
if you seek to save a sinner, then you must sleep where sinners do. Hmm? It wasn't meant literally. Perhaps it was a mistake. Sending an orphan with little knowledge of the world out into it alone. You've always been more comely than bright, lad. Yes, wonderful. His pulchritude makes the poets weep. What of the device, Godspeaker? Yes, the device. Let me see it. I'll save you some time. We know, of course, that it is fueled by holy magic. Thus, its power is likely curative or protective in nature. What else? Slots at the top and bottom of the rod suggest missing gemstones or crystals. It's unclear whether they were enchanted or merely decorative, but I suspect the former... Incorrect. Now, the script seems to be of an early... Sorry, what was that? You're wrong. I... You... Well, it, it certainly... But you're wrong. What you have stumbled upon is one piece of a much more powerful whole. And now that its parts are in motion, I'm afraid that it is far too much of a liability to keep this here, despite its great significance to our order. Oh, what exactly is the completed set? The god staff of many pieces, the most valuable, oh. dangerous, oh. and powerful artifact in all the history of our known world. Oh. We hope you're enjoying the series premiere of The Ordinary Epic. If you like what you hear, there's even more to discover. Check out TheOrdinaryEpic.com for original artwork and show updates. And if you want to support the show, there are many ways to do that too. Join our listener community on Patreon to get access to a ton of awesome behind-the-scenes features and patron-only updates. There's so much fun stuff waiting for you there, and your support would mean everything to us. And now, back to the show. So before, when you told the buyer that it was an ancient relic from the gods' war... I had a sense, naturally, that it was not what it seemed to be at first. He was lying. We do that sometimes. When we tell truth. So mostly the three of you steal things for wealthy people and then extort more money from those people than was promised. Hey, extort? We negotiate. By lying to them. Turns out, wasn't a lie. By coincidence. As I mentioned before, I did have something of a sense that this relic was more than it appeared to be. Pointy ears still yapping. Your ears are also pointed. <laughs> Ignorance triumphs yet again. I shall cease my efforts. I made a terrible mistake. Refusing to sell it was perhaps not I most... meant joining your group. It's common for a priest on pilgrimage to travel with like-minded souls. Instead, I fell in with you. Refusing to sell this relic was the only smart thing I've done in the past few days. Well, for my part, and despite the considerable loss and profit your crisis of conscience inflicted upon us, I've enjoyed your company. It's been some time since we adventured with a healer. They kept dying on us, and eventually we just gave up. What? I, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Most of them left in disgust. One did die. Poor Benedict. What? His name also Benedict. Look a little like you, too. Next town, I'm rid of the lot of you. I just need to figure out a place where no one will ever find this Godstaff piece, and that I can get to before whoever's looking for it finds me. Interesting notion. And you are offering us how much as payment, brother? Payment? As we Intrepid Three did recover the Eldritch Artifact of world-shaking power ourselves without your aid... I did point that out before. 
Fine. It's not yours to take without suitable compensation. One might even call such a thing theft. Well, I took something called a vow of poverty, so... Sounds like we're stuck with each other. For now, until I'm satisfied that this relic will not fall into the wrong hands. Welcome to the Dauntless Dungeoneers, Brother Benedict. Thanks, I think. Keep Thak healed up nice, pretty boy. Thak, keep your enemies dead. You really don't have to do that? Actually, please don't. Kalis? You too, Kalis. So, what exactly is this thing? And more importantly, what should we do with it? I'm afraid that the god staff of many pieces belongs more to the realm of myth than knowledge. So you don't know? Of course I do. Though, I will perhaps lean on our good brother for the insipid made-up divine bits. Heresy too. That's nice. At the supposed dawn of creation, the gods carved from the first tree a staff that allowed them to rule over this world and all the creatures on it. Eventually, they decided... You mean Torak the Betrayer decided? Someone, or multiple someones, decided that this staff represented too much power in too few hands. Thus began the gods' war, a battle for the fate of rule born out on the world of men. Men? The elves were here first, human. The consequences of which shattered earth and boiled sea creating the mountains and deserts we have to this right. day. Right, that's of course where our geological features come from. <laughs> anyway, the staff was broken, and the creatures of this world were left to govern their own fate. However, the staff, being immortal like the gods, could not be destroyed utterly, and so the individual pieces were scattered across the world, hidden in the deepest, most remote places, so that it would never again be reassembled. like part where gods make mountains with violence. Thak, do that someday. Friends, our path is obvious. We sell it for a lot of money. Really, just a disgusting amount of wealth. We retire and never steal again, except when it's essential we do so for the greater good. Or when we're bored. We absolutely cannot... I I mean, to some elite private collector. It'll be every bit as hidden and guarded as it was in that ancient dungeon we ransacked. Maybe more so. Thak say keep magic stick. Help us kill better. The magic of this piece is supposed to be protective? Yeah, protect us so we kill more. Right. Kalis! Oh, wonderful. So we care now what the mage thinks? We always cared. We just were never interested. You'll be interested in this. I think that we should find the rest of the pieces before someone else does. Oh, really? We all heard your cult leader. Father Orin is a high priest of Godwin, not... Should the completed staff fall into the wrong hands, nothing we know or hold dear will be safe. Whose hands are the right hands? Yours? You adventurers and your right and wrong. It's hilarious, really. Don't bother with that, beastie. My patron is very, very unhappy that you killed his other men. So now he's sent all these archers. Goodness, just look at them all. Godwin's balls. Uh, blasphemy. Is that really the most pressing thing? Your only concern right now should be walking out of this alive. And believe me, there's only one way that happens. Hand over the piece, like you should have in the first place. The buyer has you completely surrounded and outnumbered, much worse than before. 
He smirks as you contemplate your limited options. What do you do? Guys, Thak's still a little bruised from that last scuffle. Merrick, too. Kalis still has a few of his more powerful spells, but I'm not sure we're all going to make it out of this one. Wait, are you saying we fight? We fight. Even for no tangible reward? What about your optimal points? Well, about that, I, look, new guy, I've been, I guess, a little hard on you. You're also still calling me new guy instead of Marcus. Yeah, I don't think that's likely to change, but it, look, these game nights, they, well, I, I mean... It's okay, man. What I am trying to say is that you don't suck quite as much as I thought, and this game has been, I suppose, one to three percent more fun than the ones before you were here. So you can stay in the group, I guess. Aww. And also, Father Orin technically did give you a different quest when he asked you to take the piece far away, one that has, you've likely surmised, a much higher experience point reward than the original. Never once crossed my mind. There he is. So, we attack? New guy's call. Really? You got us this far, let's see it through your way. Thanks, Dominic. And I want you to know that Emo was right. You do have nice muscles. Thanks, Dominic. Arrows knocked, bowstrings taut, the buyer's men regard you coolly as- uh, Wait, sorry to interrupt. Uh, everyone just does, no need to apologize. <clears throat> Is the reason you invited me here... That I just wanted to get into your pants? Yes, 100%. Huh. But don't even worry about it. I've decided you're not nearly weird enough for me. That's cool. But is it, like, weird if I keep showing up to these? I'd say it's just weird enough. Can we finish the story? The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. That cool pretty boy have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. Just one. But maybe it's all we need. Benedict, you have no idea what that piece does. What consequences using it will have? Oh, actually, I do. Want to see before we all die? Yep. Next time I make the plans, this really is the worst one yet. If you're going to do it, do it now! Pacta de celo descendere iperet ignis et versantes mihi infernum! Obliterate! And here's episode two, The Dip. The Ordinary Epic contains depictions of fantasy violence, including combat, mortal harm, and bodily injury, as well as some cursing and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. The Ordinary Epic, Season 1, Episode 2, The Dip. All right, Game 2. I have done my reading. I know what some of these dice are called. And I am ready to eat some junk food. Let's do this. I am flattered that you're so excited to come back. Also, that you came back. New guy seems chipper. New guy's name is Marcus? It's not a problem, Image Emo. A little bit of hazing, steep learning curve. It's all part of the dip. I got this. The what? The dip. We didn't bring any. It's a book by this dude, uh, Seth Godin, oh. that all of us had to read for work. What'd you think? Yeah. I definitely did not read that. Well, if you had, you'd know the dip is that time between trying something new and before you're good at it where everything's difficult and, you know, you, you suck a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most people just give up. 
it's uncomfortable, it's awkward, it's not always fun. But if you commit and power through the dip, you come out stronger. That awkward place you describe is my domain, and I am its ruler. I can see that. Sounds like a waste of time to me. Why don't you just be smart and master whatever you're trying to learn in a few days? And how often are you able Most to- Most of the time. That's cool. Uh, Daniel, you're pre-med. I bet you're all kinds of familiar with the dip. Uh, it, it's fine, I guess. It's a neat idea, Marcus. Definitely something to think about. <laughs> it is, and I hope you all do. If we're ready to begin. Yes, please. I have so many plans for this session, I won't spoil anything except to say that if you all cooperate, every one of us stands to benefit greatly. Even you, new guy. No dip required. The unexpected lash of flame from Benedict's artifact worked to deadly effect. The buyer, badly burnt, again fled the scene, and you were able to make short work of the remaining archers. Though, your gambit was not without its cost. They killed our horse! I can't believe it! There's bad people, sometimes I will admit that's us, and then there are monsters, you know? I'm sorry, Merrick. Everyone else okay? Thack, great! You have five arrows sticking out of you. Pretty boy have two! Thack win! Kalis? Kalis? Pointy ears? Oh no. Merrick is... He's dead. I'm dead? Kalis is dead. You are only dying a little bit each moment of every day, your biology a closed system of diminishing returns, until one day, and you won't know which day until it happens. Not helping! Kalis took four arrows in that first volley, Dom. Thak's still ahead! And two more arrows in the second volley. Damn it. This is wholly and utterly new guy's fault. Uh, if you'll allow me, I'd like to introduce you to a concept called the dip. No! Here's a period of difficulty you did not expect, right? You mean death? Yeah, and so now you have to create a new character, which will be some amount of work, right? And then you have to build him back up to where Kalis was, which might be difficult, right? I'm back to hating you again. Maybe I was a little too grim before. Death may not be the end of us. No. Well, for Kalis, probably, but fortunately for us, what with the inevitable human-machine singularity, you may not ever have to worry about your own death. The concept will cease to exist. We'll just get upgrades. The inevitable human-machine singularity? Yeah! Aren't you in love with Marcus? What happened to that? No, I am not, and no, I wasn't, and no, I never would, as you are implying, try to distract you from my schoolgirl crush on Marcus by talking at length about one of my many interests. And oh my god, that was forever ago. Wasn't that last week? Can it, Muscles? Dom and I are having a serious conversation about serious things. Right. It's not you. Emo's a bit mercurial. Daniel! I... If everyone's ready... Yes! Fix this? Or Kalis will spend the rest of his unlife haunting you. That might actually be kind of interesting. Not in a fun way. Fix this? Your friend, the elven mage Kalis, lies dead before you, his body riddled with arrows and still warm. Poor mouthy twerp. Brother Benedict, is there anything you can do? 
When it pleases him, Godwin grants me the power to mend minor wounds and ailments. To raise the dead? That is far beyond my ability, Merrick. And what of your superior, Father Orin? I am... not certain. Perhaps. But from what little I know of that ritual, it must occur very soon after death. And the abbey is an hour's ride away. Half a day's walk. Remember the horse? Right. Ugh, more heavy than he look. Let's get moving. There is... another problem. What? Father Orin gave explicit instructions that I was not to return to the abbey with this artifact. That merely having it there was too great a risk. Then you can wait with it outside. I'm sorry. It's just... This is our friend. We have to do whatever we can. I understand. Let's go. Slowly. Too slowly, you fear. You begin to make your way back to Muscaton Abbey. And I will need a few minutes to prepare the next part. Please talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> You're very good at this. Thanks, Marcus. Ah, seriously, you should think about going pro. I don't think there's a professional league for game masters, but truly, I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> you said you work from home. Are you a writer? <laughs> oh, were you serious? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I dabble a little. Mm, but you find it challenging? Sometimes, perhaps, discouraging that you're not yet where you want to be. Well, yes, sometimes. Stop. Right there. What? Oh, he's dipping you. Doing the dip thing. No more dip for you, new guy. This is a dip-free zone. Are we ready yet or what? <laughs> Sorry to take so long. I'm only building an entire world on the fly here. <laughs> you're making all of this up as you go? That's incredible. Well, it's equal parts planning and improvisation. Sometimes more of the latter with this Stop group. distracting her! Why are we trying to save him again? Eh, he has his uses. Hey, can I ask a personal question? Uh, I don't know. Yes? You're super talkative as Merrick, but barely say boo outside of the game. What's going on there? I say boo. You should say it more often. You're a funny guy. Uh, oh, well, um... That's, it's nice. Uh, so are you. Funny, I mean. You two better not be talking about dips over there. Don't interrupt them. They were being super cute. Oh. Okay, ready when you guys are. Very ready. Exhausted, wounded, you arrive back at Benedict's former home as the sun is setting. It's brilliant light casting in stark relief the unsettling sight before you. The abbey's large wooden door is open. Several of the stained glass windows are broken, and even from here you can see that something terrible has happened with him. Wait here. Not a chance. We need to make sure we're not walking into an ambush. Another ambush, you mean? If people are hurt in there, then we don't have any time to waste. No one alive in there. Father Orin? Godwin's bald the head. Gonna lose another healer. He keep this up. Let's go. You're right. They're all dead. Arrows. Fletching is the same as the Byers men. But we kill Byers men! It looks like this happened hours ago, before we fought them. They must have followed us here earlier today. Gods. <laughs> Father. <laughs> Father Orin. Brother Benedict. <coughs> I'm so sorry. This is all my fault. Lad, you must... Don't try to speak. Merrick, there might be some potions or something... Listen carefully. 
you, you must do this. The God's step pieces. You must not let Father Orin. Hey there, it's Jordan, executive producer of this show. Do you know what's awesome? Friendship. Consider reaching out to a friend who would just love this tale of ne'er-do-well adventurers and the people who play them. Word of mouth is incredibly helpful, so telling even one person would be an amazing way to support us. Thank you so much. And now, back to the show. I'm sorry, Benedict. We did this. I did this. We didn't know. You didn't care. You stole a dangerous artifact and then let the killer looking for it straight into my home. We actually did try to sell- Merrick! I'm sorry for your loss. We lost one too. And horse. And the horse. I don't know what to do. You mentioned potions. Maybe there's something in here strong enough to help- No, nothing like that. Maybe in the vault, but- The vault? No. No. Wouldn't you do anything to bring back your mentor? Your fellow brothers? I wouldn't betray my faith. Really? I would. I would do anything, whatever it took, to bring back someone I cared about. And I hope they would do the same for me. Father Orin wouldn't want that. None of them would. Kalis would. Thak would too. Keep in mind for future, please. Only Father Orin is allowed to enter the vaults. The rest of us are... were expressly forbidden from even going near it. Look, Benedict, I'd appeal to your sense of morality, but I don't have one of those and would probably say something grossly inappropriate. But I do know how to make a deal, and here's the best one you're likely to get. You help us bring back our friend, and we'll help you with this nebulous-sounding and likely impossible task of yours. Thak not really understand that, but long as Thak get to kill, Thak happy. Probably there will be killing, Thak. I suppose that part is unavoidable. Pretty boys say sweetest things. Do we have an accord? I don't suppose I have much of a choice. Though I doubt Father Orin would have wanted me to honor his last wish while in the company of liars and thieves. As he put it. Murderers and thieves? Right. Like you said, you don't have much of a choice. <sighs> Follow me. Led by Brother Benedict, the remaining members of your party descend into the Abbey's depths, where you discover that you are not the first to pass this way. The vault is already open. How now will you wait behind and let me do my job? If we're doing this, I should go first. It should be me. Hate to break it to you, but someone else was pretty obviously here before us. Damn it. Watch your fucking language. We in church. Thanks, Thak. Ready? Ready. <clears throat> They're gone. That's a lot of vials. Thak, set Kalis on that altar. I'll try to find something. Here go, pointy ears. Uh, oopsie. Very odd. It doesn't seem that they took anything except whatever was in this ornate case. This very valuable Sticky looking... fingers in your pockets, please. I wasn't going to take the whole case. Just a couple of the larger gems attached to it. Maybe a few of the smaller ones, too. 
I have some bad news. Well, praise the gods. Today has been nothing but good news. There isn't anything here with the power to bring Kalis back. You sure? Maybe whatever was in that case, but by the time we found the buyer and got it back... Oh. There's... another option. But it might not work, and even trying it, well... I'm listening. Godwin does not grant me alone the power to restore life. But using some of the objects here, imbued with his holy power, I might be able to... cheat it? Really? This is not Godwin's will, and defying him could have consequences. Kalis might return to us twisted, monstrous. Uh, that sounds like pointy ears. This could provoke Godwin's wrath, which could fall upon me or all of us. You're not used to being in trouble, am I right? Well, no. I mean, yes, you're right. The most difficult part of trying something new is how long it takes to get good at it. You just have to push through and eventually you'll get there. I promise. Get where? Really good at being in trouble? Or really good at killing? Or both. Whatever you want to be. I just know I'm going to regret this. Alright. Place the Bible here. Ah, okay. Alright. You might want to stand over there. Great Father Godwin, by grace of your strength and the power of your gifts, restore to us this lost son. Though he was not your disciple, he was in your service. And his restored life will be testament to your work and your will. Great Father Godwin, by grace of your strength and the power of your gifts, restore to us this lost son. Though he was not your disciple, he was in your service. And his restored life will be testament to your work and your will. Great Father Godwin, my friend! Hello? Brother Benedict. Father Orin? I appear to you in a manner you both admire and fear, but I am not he. Oh, gods. Just so. I have offended thee. You have acted in a reckless manner, it is true. Yet you have done so in service to me. I am vexed and pleased. In equal measure, what am I to do? I submit to your will. Your will has proven somewhat stronger than mine of late. But neither will you have my aid. Forgive me, Great Father. I don't understand. The Elder God you know as Torak betrayed our trust when he broke the God's staff into many pieces. And this act earned him his exile. However, the ages have shown that he was not wrong to do so. Plans are in motion now that will be the undoing of all we have created unless they are stopped. This is your charge. Thank you, Great Father. I will not disappoint you. You need not call me Father, Benedict, for you are no longer my child. Go and discover your own fate. Wait, but... He's gone. No, it worked! Kalis! It never once occurred to any of you to first pull out the arrows? Still wearing mine. 
Look at me, they've healed over. Good to have you back. Brother Benedict, I presume I have you to thank for this. It's just Benedict now, and mostly you have Merrick to thank. You said you would run. Well, you do still owe me that 50 gold, so... As you well know, all debts are dissolved at death, so I'm afraid you're quite out of... Wait, Benedict is no longer an insufferable religious zealot? Godwin has forsaken me. Oh. But look at all these potions, balms, and salves! Will not want for healing, even with your uh, affliction. Not to worry! Yes, what a relief. Thack, make yourself useful and help me load all of these! Magic word, please! You wouldn't know a magic word if it zapped you in the- (laughs) Please? It's like I said, Benedict. Now, you can be anything you want. I wanted to be a priest. Well, that took forever, but thank you anyway. So, maybe this is a dumb question, but how does Benedict get his powers back? That depends, Marcus. He might never. Wait, what? Benedict will either have to redeem himself or find a different path. See, there's this concept. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I I like to call it the dip. Now, the dip is this period of time where things are really difficult, right? Are you with me so far? That's cold, man. Dom, don't be a jackass. I think what he's trying to say is that sometimes when you're first trying something new... All right, all right, I get it. Uh, You guys really are the worst. It is the worst, but only at first. If you just push through it... A two, Daniel. After a while, you get used to their abuse. It's not so bad once you get through a sort of valley area. A kind of trough, if you will. I take back everything nice I said to you. See you next session. Uh Uh-huh. The Ordinary Epic was created by Brandon M. Gross and brought to life by executive producer Jordan Stillman, technical producer Brad Smith, composer Tivin Weinstock, graphic designer Haley Thurrett, and visual designer Sang Jun Lee, with additional music and music editing by Bradley Jordan and audio by Matthew Lightbound. Season 1, Episode 2, The Dip, was directed by Stephanie LeBolt and features the voice talents of Rachel Bellman as Emo and Thack, Caitlin Gerdrum as Athena and Father Oren, Brandon Green as Marcus and Benedict, Michael Hisamoto as Daniel and Merrick, and Elliot Purcell as Dominic and Kalis. Extra special thanks to production assistants Neil Johnson, Liz Schultz, and Matt Kramer. Check out TheOrdinaryEpic.com for bonus content, original artwork, and to join our listener community. Season 1 of The Ordinary Epic is made possible in part by a grant from Neil Marsh of Eternity Cove Productions. The Ordinary Epic is copyright 2019, Personal Home Productions, LLC. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. It really does help. We'll see you again in two weeks with Episode 3, Modern Day Thactivism. And always remember, the most difficult part of trying something new is how long it takes to get good at it. You just have to push through, and eventually you'll get there. I promise. And how about that music, huh? If you love that, you can head over to theordinaryepic.com slash shop. That's S-H-O-P-P-E, all old-timey like, to buy digital copies of the Season 1 soundtrack, as well as high-definition versions of the podcast episodes. Or you can support them on Patreon at patreon.com slash theordinaryepic. We also have a Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash radiodramarevival. 
Join our Discord, play Weirdo David Jeopardy with me, share only premium goofs in the RDR Platinum channel, and help keep the lights on as we raise high the banner of incredible audio fiction for many years to come. Join our ranks and find yourself in fine company. Patrons like Mads and Kareem don't just keep us afloat. They keep our sails trimmed, our gunnels cocked, and our other boat words boat-worded. You can follow us on Twitter at Radiodrama and visit our website at radiodramarevival.com, where you can buy a t-shirt with our fabulous logo printed on it. Now, here it is, your moment of will. Hello, pals. I am a little under the weather. And so, instead of doing a big ol' thing of stuff, I will just tell you that I love you, and I think that you're great, and, and, and that's all. <laughs> I hope you're having a good day. If you are feeling under the weather, might I recommend sleeping a whole bunch and drinking some tea? You know what, actually, regardless of how you feel... I think you should go have a nice little nap and drink some tea. You deserve it. I love you. Bye. And now for the traditional end of episode gong, followed by the sound of a bowling alley where the pins have been replaced by tall, thin watermelons. The ringing of that gong and the sound of that hot new sport tell me it's time for the credits. This podcast is recorded in Washington, D.C., which is the unceded territory of the Piscataway Indian Nation, the Piscataway Kanoi Tribe, the Pamunkey People, and the Nanticoke People. If you live in the Americas, Australia, or New Zealand, you can learn more about the native, First Nations, or indigenous heritage of your area by visiting whose.land. Our theme music is Danger Diggy Doo by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer and associate interviews producer is Will Williams, arcane trickster rogue. Uses Mage Hand to stab people with an enchanted dagger from 30 feet away. Our senior interviews producer is Eli McElveen, druid. Knows the secret paths through the forest. Communes readily with the leaf ghosts. Knows a good mushroom when he sees one. Our associate producer is Sean Howard, bard. Sings loudly, makes up most of the words as he goes along, but you'd never suspect it. Our researcher is Heather Cohen, divination school wizard. Knows altogether far too much about your past. Yes, yours specifically. She can't help it. Our social media manager is Anne Baird, ranger. Uses two swords, wears red, strikes fear into the hearts of evildoers. Has a horse. Our submissions editors are Elena Fernandez Collins and Rashika Rao. Alchemist and Artificer, two halves of a whole, two differing approaches that yield complementary results. Crucible, Caliper, Beaker, and Burr, there are no others that I would prefer. Our executive producer is Fred Greenhouch, cleric of the goddamn sun. His holy symbol, a sunsquatch. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, your humble level one wizard, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. <laughs> <laughs>